I'm Johnny. I'm filling in. I'm filling in for Dale today. Um, and today we're going to be in uh, Psalm 13. So um, it's a short psalm, but there is a lot of uh, stuff packed into these six verses. Um, so. Let's, uh, do we have it ready? Let's go ahead and uh, read that through together. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? Shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I'm shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. We all have burdens. When um, when Dale asked, Dale asked me if um I would get something ready in case, and um. Thank you. And I said, you know, why don't we just uh, plan on I'll do it since um, that way everybody will know. And um, that way you don't have to worry about it. And then I got the text. And many of you, most of you probably know me and know a little bit about some of the experiences that I've had. And this isn't about me um, at all. And under the circumstances, I am very thankful to have an opportunity to stand here today and address this text. And, and I'm thankful that Dale didn't necessarily have to do that today. Um,
when when I read this text, there's a whole list of things that come to my mind. And because we all have our burdens, I'm sure that there are those things that come to your minds as well. Um, you know, and so for me, there is the time as a child caring for a parent with a chronic illness. There is walking with a parent through cancer over and over again until finally that battle is lost. There is walking with my sister through that as well. There's miscarriage. There's a lot. And that's just me and my family. This week I had an opportunity to talk with a friend who, a dear friend who's a pastor who was on a mission trip two years ago, leading that trip when a young lady lost her life as a result of a freak accident. And he has struggled since that time with these questions. And it happened two years ago this week. And we spoke because it was this past, it was a year ago this past week that we lost my mom on our third diagnosis of breast cancer. Um, and going through hospice and COVID and all of that. And I say all of that, not, I mean, it's nothing about me. This is all just circumstances as, you know, and I, and I mentioned my friend because in our conversation, we, this is one of my oldest friends. And I said, you know, I would not want the burden that you have to bear. And I'm sure you feel the same way about me. And he agreed. He said, that's true. And we all, we all have our burdens that we are called to bear. And we all have sorrow and loss and hardship. And this is not a circumstance that's unique to each of us. Romans 8 tells us that creation itself groans and is weary with the burden of sin that it bears. 
It wasn't in the text we read on the screen, but in my Bible, the first lines of this psalm say to the choir master, the psalm of David. Which is interesting because this is something that was meant for corporate worship and to be shared in the group of worshipers at the temple. This is a theme that is common to all of us. And the questions that the psalmist asks are ones that we have all asked, I'm sure. And if you haven't yet, I'm sure there will be a point when you will. And your circumstance doesn't even have to be as extreme as some of those I've mentioned. I've asked these questions about far more insignificant things because I didn't like my job. You know, um, I got married when I was 30, and I was single for a long time. And I had some of these questions in that circumstance. And so there are any number of circumstances that can bring us to a point where we are asking the Lord, how long? How long is this going to be my lot? Will you forgive me forever? And those questions are... I think very poignant because we've all been there, but it's important for us to understand that those are fundamentally based in false thinking because what we know about God and his nature teaches us that these things cannot be. God is not going to hide his He's not going to forget us. That isn't who he is. And if we are in Christ, if we are believers, he will not hide his face from us. But the reality of our circumstances at many times can lead us to a point where as Peter did when he was walking on the water. He became overwhelmed by the circumstances in his life at that moment as he was walking on water in the middle of a storm and lost his fixation on Jesus, um, who was his reward in a very different sense at that point. But The, our circumstances, our, our context in life at any given point, especially in times that bring us to these questions, are ones that are overwhelming. And by the very nature of 
the circumstances themselves demand a level of attention from us that is often more than we in our frailty and um, selfishness uh, are are able to see past in these moments when we ask these questions. And it's important for us to understand that it's okay. It's okay to have these questions. And God is big enough to handle a little bit of unreasonable you know, re- unreasonable reasoning um, from us when we're going through these things. Um, some of us probably use much stronger language than this when we're talking to him sometimes. Um, and dare I say that's probably okay too. Um, but what we see is that As the psalmist goes through his thoughts, he shifts from these ideas of that are fundamentally not true to fixation on his circumstances. And um, these are thoughts that might be more based in reality. How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? And so these are thoughts that, or these are things that can be objectively true. So it's not like the first questions that are false and based in an error of perception on our part. These are things that can be true that are impacting our lives to lead us to a point where we start to ask those first questions. Um, And these are the circumstances I mentioned that can be overwhelming and, and cause us to fixate on those circumstances in a way that we lose sight of the reality of the Lord and his purpose And as we become fixated on those circumstances, we then begin to worry about outcomes and what if and how is this going to go? And we see that in the text as well. As the psalmist begs the Lord to answer him, consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, and lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, and lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. Like what what if these circums what if the things that I'm worried about manifest in the worst possible way? And this is I mean, we've always we've all been there, right? Like we have all had the struggles where we are confronted with circumstances that will lead, could lead to catastrophic outcomes or maybe do lead to catastrophic outcomes. And again, this is a normal part of the human experience. 
And these questions flow naturally from those experiences. I was sitting I was sitting back there listening to y'all sing and to Megan leading and in that last song that was the text basically of this psalm there was one word that was reiterated and emphasized in my mind at least um and it is a beautiful word um in this context especially, and it is, but. Because the psalmist is in this place where he is overwhelmed by circumstances and worried about catastrophic outcomes and asking questions that are not based in truth or reality. And he says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. And that word, that steadfast love, I remember when I was in college listening to my Old Testament professor choke up and cry as he discussed this word. Because this word is not, it loses something in our parlance. It loses a lot in, in the English language, and I can't explain it like he did because I am not a scholar of Hebrew, but... Um, this steadfast love refers to the covenant love of God that is bound up and entangled in the reality of his very existence as God. And it is a thing that is to God a defining characteristic of his very being and nature and expression to men to whom he has entered that covenant. And it is... A faithfulness and a care that is inexorable. It is as sure as the surest things we know. So 
So that is quite a contrast from the God who, and that is the God we know. And that God is still okay with us. He understands when we, in the heat of the moment, lose sight of that truth. Because he is faithful to bring us back to that truth. And the psalmist says, my heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord. Because he has he's dealt bountifully with me. which is a drastic departure in language from the circumstances that typically lead us to these questions. And so now I'm going to go through my notes. <laughs> So this was a song of corporate worship for the Hebrews because um, they had been brought into the covenant and worshipped God in the temple as a part of that service of worship to the creator God who had delivered them from slavery and had delivered them from their enemies through the time in the wilderness and who had delivered them time and time again from oppression of all kinds at the hands of many enemies. And it was written by David, who had been oppressed by King Saul for many years, who had lived on the run and in fear for many years. And so regardless of the context of the circumstances that bring us to this point, the questions are natural. And they're a natural part of our process in many ways, not exactly, not perfectly, but the tone of the psalm is almost a verbalization of the stages of grief. as if we were working through those things actively as we said these things to God. But what we have here today as believers and what the Hebrews had, but what we have in a more real and personal way is an experience of that salvation of the Lord and the realization in a sense that they never had 
of the true reality of his covenant faithfulness. Because we have seen the gospel completed. We have seen the lamb, the true lamb, slain in a way that they were looking forward to. In Romans 8, while it tells us that creation groans in longing for the day when it will be delivered, we understand that there is a day of deliverance when these questions will no longer be asked when the human condition will be a thing of the past. And it's very easy for us, in the meantime, to get caught up in our circumstances and fixated on what I'm dealing with and what I'm going through and what I have lost or what I have been called to bear or what I have been made to suffer. The song they sang today before the second to last song is one of my favorites. And I'll leave you with this, which is an idea taken from that song. Romans 8 tells us, well, I'll read it. I won't quote it, try to quote it. says, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And Romans 8 goes on. I mean, I could read the whole thing about how nothing will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I would encourage you to do that because the future glory that it describes is really what we should be fixated on because the question is not, how long, O oh Lord, must I bear this? The question for us today and every day is, is he worthy of the sacrifice that my carrying this burden requires? And he is, without question. There is nothing that the Lord can ask of us 
that he is not worthy to receive. Because it's not about us. And if creation itself is longing for deliverance and looking forward to a day when it will be set free, then we can bear our burdens joyfully, or at least with peace in our hearts. Knowing that that day will come. When the Lord, who did not spare his own son, will set every wrong right. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And we thank you, Father, that you have not left us here alone. And Lord, while we can maybe never be grateful for some of the burdens that we have to bear, we can, Father, be grateful that you have not left us to bear them alone. And that you have led the way and shown us what it is to sacrifice for one another and you have not called us to a mission that you were unwilling to take up yourself and so Lord we pray that you would give our hearts courage and faith and patience as we daily take up whatever burden you have given us to bear on that day, and that we may do it with, if not gladness, with joy and peace and patience, and with all of the fruits that your Spirit gives us in order to equip us in these tasks. Father, we pray for Dale as he's going through his time of loss. And for Amber and for the girls. And we pray that you would help us to be a blessing to them during this time. And we pray, Father, that you would go with us, each of us, into this coming week and that you would help us to be happy warriors for you, Lord, who do not despair at the tasks that we are given, but bear them with joy. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.